So I remember talking to somebody once who commented to me, um, I forget exactly the context of the conversation, but they were saying something to the effect that, you know, Catholics must really like getting together because it seems that every time they turn around, they hear that there's another feast day. And here we are, Friday, December the 30th, celebrating the feast of the Holy Family, Jesus, Mary, and Joseph. Now, I, I realized that, you know, they were talking about dinner, you know, dining kind of feast, which is, which is great. And I'll have to tell you, frankly, when I hear the word feast, uh, the first thing I think about are days like, you know, Thanksgiving and feasting on great food and, and then ultimately feasting on uh, the ability to be with great people. But Thanksgiving isn't, you know, just about food as we know. It is about people. And it's really, truly a celebration. Feast days for us Catholics are first and foremost celebrations of relationships. And so today, we, as we celebrate this feast, as church, as a family, we, we share together this feast that we call the Feast of the Holy Family, which again, I think is good. I think it's great that we bring focus in on aspects of our lives, of relational parts of our lives, not just as individuals, but truly as, as family, you know. And I think family really, think about it, can lose out very easily. You know, in every culture, it's had its share of challenges, you know, that pulled and, and tugged on it. In our particular setting today, there's the challenges of being overly scheduled or all the electronic cultural elements, you know, and it makes it difficult sometimes. Every generation has had some difficulty in trying to keep an adhesiveness to what is family. And what better model than the Holy Family for us to hold up and to look at for how to be close and adhesive and caring for one another, how to truly be family and show what family's about to the world at large. Now, that doesn't guarantee, we know that, a life that's free from issues and discomforts and challenges and a lot of pain, frankly, sometimes. And in today's gospel, today's gospel, Matthew 2, we have that same situation. This, is, this takes up after the Magi have come. And so they've come and they've given the, the baby Jesus these gifts, these gifts from their nation. And it says, When the Magi had departed, behold, the angel of the Lord appeared to Joseph in a dream and said, Rise, take the child and his mother, flee to Egypt. I mean, like, flee. Don't just, hey, pack your suitcase and, you know, we want you to travel down to Goshen. You know, we got an apartment for you down there. Flee to Egypt and stay there until I tell you. Herod is going to search for the baby to destroy him. So, there's some issues going on right away. Herod is going to search for the child to destroy him. Joseph rose and took the child and his mother by night and departed for Egypt. So, like, don't wait till the morning, Joe. This is it. Just get on a donkey and move it. So he does. He stays there until Herod passes away. And then it says, That which the Lord has said through the prophet might be fulfilled out of Egypt, I called my son. And then when Herod had died, behold, the angel of the Lord appeared in a dream to Joseph in Egypt and said, Rise, 
Take the child and his mother and go to the land of Israel, for those who sought the child's life are dead. Now, he doesn't say flee anymore. He says rise. It was okay. You got time. You've been here for a little while. You can put all your belongings together and kind of meander back home. However, there's one little string attached. So, he rose, took the child and his mother, and went to the land of Israel. But when he heard that Archelaus was ruling over Judea in place of his father Herod, so the son's not a whole lot nicer than the dad was there, he was afraid with good reason to go back there. And because he was warned in a dream, he departed for the region of Galilee. Good thing Joseph's got this angel connection. So he went and dwelt in a town called Nazareth, so that what might have been spoken through the prophets might be fulfilled. He shall be called a Nazarene. Again, what a better image can we have of a family, of father, mother, child, all relating to one another, taking care of things as need be. Again, you know, the Lord doesn't promise us a life free from issues and discomforts and, and those challenges. We see that clearly in this, this gospel. It couldn't have been easy. But it does give us a roadmap, this gospel does, to living a life that does have joy, laughter, and love. And for that, we're thankful. We're thankful for our families. And so as the weekend comes Take some time to enjoy family, those people who are personally in your nuclear and the families that we've created within our faith communities and other close-knit organizations. Take the time to be together. And if you can't be together, at least give somebody a phone call and, and let love, the love of Christmas, the love of this Christmas season, and the love of family be your guide. Have a great weekend, everyone.